Hi guys, welcome back to Musings of the Heart. It's your girl Elizabeth, aka That Niger Muse. How have you guys been? Um, I thank you for all the positive responses you I got for the last video, and I really hope to continue on that path to continue to bring you raw and honest conversations and discussions on things that are really important, you know. And I'm so happy to hear about that. Of course, um. Like I said in my previous video, you can always source me out on other social media sites. Um, act I'm active on Instagram, on Facebook, on um, Twitter, you name it. Um, my own, my name, my username is that Niger Muse. It's spelled T H A T N A I J A M U S E. And feel free to leave questions. Feel free to leave comments constructive criticism i appreciate it all thank you so today um it's gonna be just me and um it's gonna be musings on a particular music video i've been watching over and over and over and over again um it's by false false is a nigerian artist um false the bad guy I'm actually not sure what his real name is. Um, I know it's a FF name. Um, I'm actually going to check that out right now. So we're going to search for Fault's real name. Fault's real name. And it says his name is Foran, Folarin Falano. So he's the original Yoruba guy, Folarin Falano. And the music video I've been watching over and over again is called Child of the World. And um, the first time I saw that video, I was like shook. <laughs> I was really shook because it was so um, it was so raw. And the message is like he talked about it's touched on so many issues. Um, he based it in Nigeria, but I believe it's their issues that are relevant throughout the end of the world. And um, basically also providing hope, even after talking about all the circumstances, the fact that it's not so late to um, make a change and that things will always be better. And um, also touching on mental issues like suicide, depression, and things like that. So... Um, to get started, I will tell you if you've not seen that video, please go and go ahead and not just don't just listen to the audio version of the song, actually watch the video. And like I said, it's by False. False is spelled F A L Z. The name of the video is Child of the World. It's available on YouTube. Um, and trust me, you have a lot to say. So basically, I'm gonna give you like a background of the video, what it is about it's about um it's open up it opens up about a lady who was about to commit suicide and then we're given a glimpse into what a life was before prior to her being on the bridge about to commit suicide and um obviously she was born to a nigerian parents yoruba and um 
she was born to a single woman because her father ran away her father didn't want to take care of the baby and he fled and the mother was responsible for her growth and um just you know take um ensuring that she was able to go to school get everything she needs and the mother thank god god was able to help her train her right she went to school she graduated with a law degree she was successful um in graduating and everybody was happy happy they were dancing and proud of her and then after graduation um also touching a little bit on the craziness called schooling system in nigeria she was um she was asked to go to her uncle's place her uncle was probably in the law industry had um, a company or an industry a law firm something like that and she asked her to go and stay with him to kind of gain experience and probably you know start to work and practice so she started living with her uncle and one night the uncle actually sexually um, molested her and raped her and um yeah she was a virgin prior to that she was a christian girl raised in a christian background so after she was raped um i guess um she she felt betrayed she felt a lot of emotions and the fact that her uncle actually paid her afterwards kind of kind of reaffirmed the behavior in a negative way for her that um and prior to that the fact that there has been no men in her life and then the first man the first like adult man in her life who happened to be her uncle would treat her this way so it's probably kind of like reinforcing how she should view men and the fact that um men can always give her love but it's kind of like love in the fact that there's always a give and take and what they're what they're taking is the sexual pleasure um always having a sexual relationship with her and obviously they'll give her money and other things as well so she didn't um, tell anybody about it and the rape incident from her uncle actually made her decide to live her life based on that and she started you know going out with older guys going out with with rich men basically being a prostitute and fending for herself based on whatever money or whatever she gets from sleeping with men and you know that led to her getting pregnant going for several several abortions and at the end of it she learned that she had hiv and aids well probably not aids at that point but she learned that she was hiv positive she felt dejected and um a little bit of mental like depression and she thought suicide was her only option and that brings her back to brings us back to scene one um scene one is basically you know her being on the bridge about to kill herself she she's sobbing crying and um just doesn't see any hope for herself because she feels like you know there's no turning back now she has hiv and it's over and um yeah she's just really sad and about to jump and i love the beauty of this scene because while she was on that bridge contemplating suicide there's also you know that that same night the show her mom who is 
busy interceding on her behalf because obviously her mom knows that she's not she's she's doing she's practicing behaviors that are completely opposite to what she was you know trained and brought up with and i guess her mother has been praying and being effective in interceding on behalf of her daughter so while she was about to you know go ahead and kill herself there was kind of like a guiding angel who appeared and spoke live into her and then she didn't go ahead she did she stopped <laughs> she stopped the suicide attempt went back decided to you know make something out of a situation became an advocacy advocate for um kind of sexual education um how to stay away from how to prevent yourself from getting um diseases especially hiv and she went back home um my my mom accepted her back and she got that love and confirmation from my parents and she was able to speak up against that behavior and help people to realize that you know it's not the end of the world and i'm just gonna play little clips of what the angel the guardian angel actually said while she was on the bridge because i thought it was a powerful message and yeah it will do some people you know great good so I'm going to play that right now. I know sometimes it could be like, say, you know, if you bear the shame, like you better make you just end down, put out the flame, speak up. No, be you get the blame, speak up. I could help with the pain. She promised not to. So, yes, that was exactly what, um, the guardian angel told her the fact that she shouldn't think suicide is the answer she should speak up and no it's not the end of the world so i i highlighted so many um things i got from the whole video as a whole and also just relating it to my experience as um as a female as a yoruba girl and the fact that you know just so many things that may have happened to what to people but there's always that stigma associated with that and nobody really wants to talk about it so the issues i got from the video obviously started from the fact that her dad was irresponsible so irresponsible dads and um single mother mothers um the difficulties they go through she the mother was the one who went through the whole you know process of raising her to be who she was at that point and the father made like zero contributions she didn't really have like a father figure she didn't get to experience what fatherly love should actually be about and there was also the issue of expectations like what people expect from people as they grow older as like she was probably expected as a as a very studious girl who graduated almost top of her class in the law school that she was going to be kind of the savior of the family she was going to make it have money and stuff so that could have actually triggered her to continue in that behavior because she was getting paid and it was even a better you know shortcut to success than waiting to get a job and all of that stuff and she saw that even the person that was supposed to help her who was family family in quotes family was actually taking advantage of her and the fact that she was you know still struggling to be successful in her career um the video also touched on um 
mental issues like rape, how rape is viewed, HIV, depression with the lady later had, which almost led to a suicide. So suicide was also touched on. And the fact that suicide is never the answer. Um, there's always a way out. Um, talk, talked about parents to children relationship. How open can a child be with their parents? Um, I would assume if um especially in african relationships and nigerian relationships if parents are more open to their children in cases where you know the uncle molested her she would actually find comfort in speaking up telling her parents about it but it was probably where something where like i know for a fact that i wasn't really given that <laughs> sexual education at home you know it was a fact that as a christian you don't you don't commit adultery, you don't do anything related to sex, but we weren't given that um that information, like, oh, these are things you should look out for, blah, blah, blah. It's just, don't do it until you get married, period. And, you know, just talk, touching on openness in parents-children relationship. Also touched about, you know, faith faith in god obviously her mom was a praying woman she prayed for her daughter right from conception to her being an adult and making decisions that opposed the training she gave her her mom never gave up on her was still praying for her and you know going back to god god was the one that created her and god um obviously intervened in the fact that she didn't commit suicide it's also kind of touching on the faith of the girl herself like how how did she really understand the gospel that she was trained and raised up in the fact that god was able to is god is always able to transform every broken pieces of one's life to gold and the fact that she may not she may have not gone down that path if she actually knew the gold she carried in a christian faith um also just being a victim of falls also talked about being a victim of one circumstance um it's 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 a very sad thing because I'm gonna share a little bit of my own personal story, and it's not something I've actually shared with anybody. Well, I may have shared with two people, but just been a like there are so many circumstances that may push people to do things that they would never have thought about doing, and um, you can always choose from that point either to be a victim or to overcome it. It's not always easy, but. You can always, you know, try to overcome it and be better. Um, the video also talked about prostitution, um, kind of unprotected sex. Because if she was having protected sex, it may not have led to pre multiple pregnancies where she had to abort. And also sexual education um, protection because she ended up with HIV. She probably didn't ask whoever she was sleeping with, like their status and things like that. And the dangers with having multiple sex partners, um, the consequences, you know, HIV, other sexual transmitted diseases and infections, also pregnancies. Um, also, falls really... I think the main um, purpose of the video was based on the story of redemption, how nobody is a lost cause and you can, there's always redemption. As long as you're not dead, there's always a way out and also encouraging people to start speaking up. Um, 
you can't you can't stay silent and it doesn't do anybody any good to stay silent about these issues whether you're a victim or you're just a third person it's it will do everybody the best to speak up to talk about these issues and educate your parent educate your students educate your children educate everybody people you see on the street people you have relations relationship with people of less privilege people who are not given that opportunity to get that information speak up be advocates on that on their behalf and the last scene i actually liked like the messages he there were like typed in messages at the last scene of the video and i'm just gonna read those um Rape is a wicked act that should never be condoned. The victim is never at fault. HIV AIDS, it's not a death sentence. Suicide is never the answer. Let your situation make you better, not bitter. Yeah, and I stand I stand by all those messages and I know while the video really focuses on HIV, HIV is really not the only consequence to certain actions to this type of actions but i'm glad um that this video was made it's definitely a conversation starter and i believe most people hopefully most people will see this as an opportunity to talk to their children about things like that and also the trust most people like have in their extended family members to <laughs> you know tell your child to go and live with this uncle to live with that auntie and stuff um i'm one of the fortunate ones who you know my family i live with my family member and they're godly they're actually you know promoting my christian growth but not everybody is that lucky um and trusting your child to complete strangers can be really can be really taking a risk because she was raped by her uncle a family member, somebody who was supposed to have a best interest at heart. And this same person was the person who took her virginity and raped her. So, you know, just family, extended family relationships should, it's, it's a really di- dicey subject, not only in Nigeria, but even here in America. I've heard so many issues and so many stories of, you know, they're telling their children, their extended family to watch their children like a babysitter and stuff and that is where you know all this sexual abuse starts so um i for one know that my child will be living with nobody (laughs) i've made that decision even from now that when i do have children if i do have children they will not stay with anybody they will stay with me and even when they go to college and stuff they'll probably stay by themselves. I know that's not, like, that doesn't mean they will not get sexual, they may not get sexually abused, but I'm obviously with prayers and also educating them, they'll be able to make right choices and God will protect them. And even if they go through something like that, also developing an open relationship with them where they can tell you everything, I believe that's important. And also... Even teaching children about mental issues like tell me how you feel, make sure that they're able to trust you with any type of information, they're not holding things in their heart that will lead them to, you know, having societal thoughts. Because trust me, it's so easy to have all those type of thoughts. So just um, facilitating openness, um, even in the church, I don't know how people, the relationships at 
everybody's churches are but i know in my church um you're able to seek out godly counsel and talk to people in confidence and privacy i believe our church should encourage that and you should always have you know if there's a counseling department people are actually versed in like maybe people even went to school for it like psychologists and stuff so it's good to have that connection and also that resource at hand and always seek out help if you're raped if you've been raped if you've gone through any any type of sexual abuse please please speak up let people know who did it so that there will be no repetition of that sort of behavior and obviously to protect yourself to get tested and make sure that you're free from stds stis and to kind of share a little bit of my background with this um like i've shared before i grew up in a christian home a nigerian christian home you're about to be precise and um me coming to the u.s and just having like the american experience starting college and realizing that college is so expensive and probably out of my parents budget <clears throat> i started working during summer because you know as an international student you can't really work that much and during my course of work i met with this older nigerian man who who i mean it didn't look like he had much money but you know i was naive i wasn't even i think i mean yeah i was 18 but yeah i think i was 18 at that point and like i said we were not really given that much <laughs> I, for one, was not really given that much sexual education. And meeting with this guy who was Nigerian, it was Yoruba as well, somebody I could relate to. And he asked, and you know, we got talking, he knew about my issues, my concerns about financial, um, me getting money back to pay for school and go back to a Harding University in Arkansas. And he was like, oh, don't worry, I'm going to help you. You're my, you know, sister from another mother and all of that good stuff and I was like oh thank you Jesus thank you for bringing somebody into my life who I know and could trust as a brother from another mother you know because we're both Nigerians we're both Yoruba people in the foreign land only for this guy to um <laughs> like I said I didn't know better I would never tell anybody to go to any guy's house now because you never know what their intentions are um he was supposed to give me a ride home from work and i was like you know let us i want to quickly pick something from home and stuff he told me to come home and just make myself comfortable and i was like you know this man is old enough to be my father there's nothing he would want from me and he told me he has children and stuff so you know i was just gonna wait he's gonna do whatever he wants to do and he's gonna drop me back home but after i got home he <laughs> he changed to like comfortable clothing and then he was like oh am i comfortable am i okay i said yes can we go and i was like yeah that sure and that is willing to help me with school he's actually gonna like write me a check and stuff but that 
you know, his wife and him, they're not. In, and then it started all this story about him not being in a good place with his wife. And he's always, like, sexually frustrated, blah, blah, blah. And they would love if we could have something to do sexually. And I can remember my face really, t- like, I'm a very expressive somebody. And it's something I'm actually trying to cultivate myself to kind of have a blank face because sometimes in the health fields that may not um, help you out if you show your expressions how you feel on your face and you don't want to really do that so my face just turned sour and I guess I could see my face turn sour because he kind of you know started like I mean you don't have to but you know just um to let you know that you can always have that money i will help you out you go back to school you become that doctor you want to be but this is just what and you know you don't even have to have sex with me you just have to like fuddle me or something like that and i was just like um no sir can you take me back home like I was so scared because I was alone in this guy's apartment. Nobody knew I was in this guy's apartment. They could do whatever. And I was just praying in my heart that, Lord, take me out of this situation. And thankfully, he was respectful enough not to force me into something I didn't want to do. But it's also something where I've seen how other people of different races, I mean, I'm not saying this is universal but i've seen how hispanics help each other out like if you're new and you if an hispanic new brother or sister comes into town there's always another family willing to you know take them in and shower them with provisions make sure they're comfortable and help them with whatever issues they have i've worked with hispanics where like they're probably like 15 in a small house but just you know to cut down rent and make everybody you know comfortable they're able to help each other out but i've noticed a lot of africans people who are in the power to help other africans out they're always kind of they're always a little bit stingy with their resources and they always want something for whatever it is they help you with i don't know why it is that way because and i'm trust me i'm not the only one who has who have who have stories about you know africans in better positions to help people out who want especially from ladies that want sexual favors back and I've even heard about a girl who was almost raped in an office because she went to that guy, a Ghanaian brother. They were both Ghanaians and she wanted, you know, a job from him because he promised that he was going to employ her. And she, she almost got raped just to be able to get that position. And even in Nigeria, before I left Nigeria, I've heard so many stories of lecturers raping their students, you know, just crazy things like that. So I know rape is a very sensitive and it's still prevailing and it's still something that we need to talk about. And I want to, you know, employ people who have some type of power, some type of resource and things that other people are maybe in a position to look up to you for that please don't take advantage of them i mean it's fine i mean it's selfish of you but it's fine not to promise people that you do something if you know you're very selfish and don't want to do it but please don't take their don't don't take something that can never be given can never be replaced don't take that from them and please don't rape them and people who have gone through this situation if you've been raped if you've gone through this situation please speak up um after that after that incident with that man i made sure to like keep my distance 
And if I ever see somebody like a Nigerian girl, I would always let her know that that guy is not to be messed with. Please don't go, go, don't go to his house and things like that. Because I believe it's my responsibility as somebody who knows that somebody is a threat to inform other people. And I actually have a guest who will be coming next week. We're going to be talking a lot about the Me Too movement and you know just the rape culture here in america but it's just something i really wanted to bring up in my segments today that speak up um sometimes um and we all deserve second chances i know at that point i was so down and there was that temptation to actually um go ahead with it because i was in their need and while there's a long <laughs> my my story is long in the fact that I didn't fall that time but I may have fallen to somebody else um at a different time um sometimes we make mistakes and we fall into situations we're not proud of however you should uh, um you can choose not to be a victim of your circumstance like I said I didn't let that Nigerian Yoruba guy sleep with me or do whatever I wanted with me but I still had that financial need and I was um coming to the end of the stick and I felt desperate at some point which led me to make a very bad decision that I completely regret till this day and um I almost went I went to a hotel with another elder man but you know that's why I said it's also good for parents to um, train their children in the right way and to continue to pray for their children and hold their children up up in prayer. Um, while I was in the room with that guy, I had that sense in me to, and I believe it's the Holy Spirit who told me, so is this it? Is this really what you want to do with your life? You're going to tell people you're a doctor and the only way you became a doctor is by having sexual intercourse with a sugar daddy and that kind of, you know, made me realize that this is not the type of life I wanted for myself and I was able to get out of that situation and um, yes, I was depressed afterwards to think that I actually ever thought that thought about myself that way to you know go about my business that way it was something of like an embarrassment but being able to talk to somebody about it and the person being able to give me like the able the person was able to give me like life edifying advice that made me get over it and not necessarily get over it, but be able to move past it. And today I'm a big advocate for um, not falling into sexual sin, not being abused, you know, just promoting the fact that you always have a choice. Never think that you're out of options, you're out of um, choices, regardless of what your circumstance is. And even as a Christian, we, all know, we know that everything works together for our good. So even if you're at a place where things may not seem to look any type of good, there's always the assurance that God will see you through every situation and every circumstance. So you don't have to pay the price. You don't have to pay the price by, you know, dishonoring yourself and even if you have there's still a second chance we all deserve second chances and you can always move forward and say no to, to renounce that behavior because that is not who you are you may have made that mistake at that point but 
please don't become a victim of your circumstance. And just like Fal said in his video, don't become a child of the world. And yeah, I pray that this video, um, this video and this podcast sparks up the conversation in homes, especially in African homes. Parents, please do a better job at educating your children tell them things to look out for signs that they might be in you know in danger of sexual abuse create an open relationship where children can come back home and tell you daddy mommy somebody touched me in this way and i didn't feel comfortable and never never victim shame don't tell a don't tell a woman who went through abuse that oh it's what she wore or the fact that she, i mean i went to, i i agree that i went to that guy's house but I didn't go with the intention of getting raped or with the intention that I was going to do anything with him. It was only, he was supposed to give me a ride home. So sometimes it's really not as it plays out to be. Sometimes you may be like, oh, what is she doing in his house? Why did she dress this type of way? Let me tell you something. People like banks, right? Banks will always have money in them. But does that mean that? Does that does that give a thief an excuse to be like, oh, why did you have money in banks? You know that people will always come and steal. It doesn't work that way. You train dogs not to... You can train dogs like dogs love meat, but you can always train dogs not to eat meat when they see meat and they will obey. So why is it that women are being victimized? Uh, let me not say women, because sometimes men are victims of rape as well. But why are victims always shamed for the behavior? Everybody can always make the choice not to fall into whatever it is. A man can always choose not to rape a woman. So please let us stop the culture of victim shaming. Let us promote let us promote sexual education. Let us promote mental health education, especially in the African household, in the black family where we don't really talk about issues like that. Let families, <clears throat> especially relationship between parents and children, let it promote openness. I, I cannot stress that. I cannot stress that enough. Like, trust me, the people I <laughs> told my story first, they were not my parents because I knew my parents were going to, you know, probably judge me and i'm not saying the parent should never like tell a child what is not good and things like that but it's it doesn't really say well when you think that oh the first thing like i don't want to tell my parents because they're gonna think of me a different way always have that unconditional love for your child that regardless of what they may have gone through yes you tell them the truth and love but you still accept them and tell them that they're not who their circumstances they're not a victim and they can always rise, rise above let us preach the message of rising above let us encourage people to speak up and please 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 and please while i preach abstinence <laughs> I believe in abstinence and I am a very great advocate of abstinence. Still train your children about sexual protection and stuff just in case they practice that behavior so they at least know to protect themselves to avoid having multiple partners and things like that. And I believe that will promote a better society where we don't have to condone behaviors like rape and sexual molestations and where everybody's free to talk about it.
and there is no victim shaming. Like I said, next week I'll be here with a guest to talk more about this issue, especially here in America. And um, don't forget to reach out to me on my social sites. And till next week, I remain your host, that Niger babe, that <laughs> that Niger muse. Have a good one. Bye.